Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Vergara. What's going on, everybody? We have Jaime Rivera back on the show. He is coming live from New York, and I'm, of course, in Los Angeles. And we get together because, I mean, this is one of those episodes where Jaime really wanted to get on because we both now are rocking the M1 MacBooks. Now, we talk at length about them in the last half of the episode, but since it was Thanksgiving weekend, I thought it would be a good opportunity for us to talk about some of the things we are thankful for, tech or otherwise, this particular year. That is our first half of the show before we get into both the MacBook Pro uh, M1 13 and the MacBook Air M1. Uh, So, yeah, we get into it with uh, these particular laptops that I certainly never thought I would actually be getting. Uh, So, yeah, let's go ahead and get into this episode with Jaime Rivera. Enjoy. All right, there we Diego's go. gonna come in. Diego's gonna come in at some point, but that's fine. You can say hi. You let, let Diego say if hi. If I the rule the world, imagine that. <laughs> I free all my sons. We had like a we had like a mini little like jam session just before hitting record on this episode. It was a good time. Oh yeah. <laughs> and oh, I remember yeah. when what, I remember when you were in my office, you were like, "We need some like Blackstreet playing right now," and I was like, "This is this is this is my this is my best friend right here. This is." <laughs> <laughs> No, um, I was telling Diego, like, I love the fact that Diego likes old and new music. And I was like, Mm -hmm. listen, I have no problem. I love rap music. I grew up with it. My, like, people called me Dr. Dre in high school just because I was always carrying a socks hat. And, but regardless, it's funny because I was, I have a lot of admiration for MWA and for Dr. Dre, but I was honestly more East Coast. And it had everything to do with the movement in the East Coast, particularly Naughty by Nature, Mm. just lyrics back then. And I was telling Dio, you know what the thing about it is? Like, you could play Kanye right now, and there's a lot of good songs from Kanye, but a lot of his music is shallow. And I did not grow up with shallow music. I grew up with, like, meaningful lyrics that were matched with amazing music. And so I'm like, you can make beautiful, amazing compositions with great lyrics you can absolutely it's kind of hard to find conscious rap in today's because because they didn't grow up in the 90s they didn't put up like when whenever you heard cube lyrics on nwa these were things these guys were actually living whenever you heard nas singing and lauren hill these like i remember new york in the 90s man i didn't want to be here like New York was not what it is right now. And so for me, it's like, it's it's a very different because these guys could talk about all their money and all their whatever it is that they smoke. And I don't like that. I don't that doesn't really add any value to my life. Whereas if you play Ghetto Bastard, which is also card, uh, which is also called uh, Everything's Gonna Be Alright from Naughty by Nature. Dude, that song changed my life. Mm. That song made me think about that beginning when the doctor, his name is Dr. Blair, walks into the room, asks for the father of the son that was just born. And and the nurse is like, Nurse Johnson is like, uh, there's no, I'm afraid there is no father, sir, is what she says. And then the doctor responds, another ghetto bastard, huh? I'm afraid so. I heard those words and I made a pledge that I would never have any of my children go through that. And for me to actually meet Vin Rock personally last year and to tell him and to tell him that, to tell him thank you for changing my life. See, that's the rap I grew up with. Yeah, indeed. Um, I'm actually going to make a small confession right now because, yes, Mm -hmm. I grew up I grew up listening to hip hop as well. And you mentioned the whole West Coast, East Coast thing. Actually, 
in the era, like I grew up, my formative years were around the Tupac Biggie beef, right? Mm-hmm. And oh. I have to admit that I listened to way more Biggie than Tupac. Be the LA guy listened to way more Puff Daddy and Biggie. I, dude, I adore Pac. Like, I adore Pac, but I'm not going to lie that even if his album All Eyes on Me is one of my favorites of all time, uh, I like the Pac from before. Mm. Keep your head up. Mm-hmm. Like that Pac for me was was that's how I grew up with him. That's the guy that I remember. Then obviously he became a little more mainstream with all eyes on me. Um, but like li- like lyrically that was Tupac for me. Like when he made uh, Poetic Justice with Janet Jackson and and was it Poetic Justice? Yeah, I think that was the movie. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. And so, God, what can I say, man? Like I grew up <laughs> at an amazing time, but. Our lyricists from the 90s were actually living in the projects, dealing with those kinds of things. And, totally. you know, it's it's not that I'm going to... And Diego told me something. He's like, there is music like that still. It's mm-hmm. just not as popular. And yeah, I'm like, not. see, it, it, I wish it wasn't that way. It's I, I can I you know what if Diego's ever gonna listen to this episode he I, I can I can actually oh he's like right there he's right there okay I can vouch for what he said because let's put it this way Kendrick Lamar J Cole they rarely win Grammys he has introduced me to Kendrick Kendrick Lamar dude and I I'm like all right now I get it You're yeah right yeah. It was it was a travesty that one year. I'm not saying Macklemore is a bad rapper or a bad musician or anything like that, but he won the Grammy over Kendrick. That was highway robbery. And even Macklemore sent a message to Kendrick after that Grammys show and said, "You should have won, man. You you should have won this year." So that's the thing. I love this. Like we got some hip hop talk at the beginning of the Ooh. of the episode. This is dope. Which is hilarious because nobody would ever assume that I like hip hop. I'm like, dude. <laughs> You know, like, like I have cassette tapes. I have eight tracks. I have, and not from now. It's not that I've decided to collect these things now. No, 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 no. I bought them at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how I grew up. Do you ever think of digitally, like, digitizing them? Like, putting them in a recorder? Oh, I have. And... I have. Oh, you have? I have, dude. Like, and this is one of the re. It's hilarious. I, I think that one of the one of the things that locked me in most of the Apple ecosystem, which is something we're going to talk about right now, is a service that launched in like 2013 that's called iTunes Match. And so what it does is it grabs whatever music you've digitalized and it makes it part of your iTunes library. You pay $30 a year. And for me, dude, there is so much music that's not on iTunes that I bought so many years ago or that was restricted and was not available because that's one of the biggest problems with streaming services um and so i literally have all these all my cds from back then all my cassettes they're all digitalized Mm, okay that's tight um all right so we're giving a little bit of thanks for our hip-hop upbringings so i wanted to make sure on the weekend just that what is that (laughs) i know so my favorite uh sorry about that is that Uh, egg cream no, what is this, Diego? A chai latte. So oh. my favorite coffee shop, which is around the corner, sadly, is out of hot drinks. And so I'm going to have to drink, for the first time ever, a cold chai tea latte. Oh, okay. Well, cheers. I have my I have my usual matcha. Cheers. Cheers. So we are giving a little bit of thanks. Um, it is the weekend just after Thanksgiving. And uh, I know that for me, as, as Jaime knows, I just woke up like an hour ago. Uh, the recovery post. Of course you did. Post. Of course you did. I, hate <laughs> I you. usually wake up late. But I, um, 
the recovery after Thanksgiving is always a real thing for us Americans. But like the um, the I wanted to start off the show a little bit with a little bit of like, what are some things that we're thankful for, um, whether or not it's tech based or anything like that? Because I think in my case, I have quite a few things that I'm actually pretty thankful for as far as tech is concerned, because as we're going to talk about the M1 Max later, wow, we've come a long way <laughs> when it comes to stuff that we use on the daily. But I can let you start off like things you're thankful for. I'd rather you start, and I'll explain okay, why cool. after you do. So, uh, all of the usual stuff, um, and it's not to dis it's not to uh, minimize any of it. Obviously, I'm very happy and thankful that in a year that has been so nuts, I've been able to still do what I do and still be able to have a job and still be able to, you know, provide for. Yeah. I mean, I I'm solo, so I provide for myself, but you know, help out with my parents and stuff like that. Um, and it was. And it was very nice because even though here in California, we're starting to have crazy new restrictions, not crazy, we're having new restrictions, which are limiting the gatherings that we can have. And it happened right before Thanksgiving. So a lot of people were mad about that. At least with, for me and my immediate family, it's me, my parents, my brother, his wife. We're just the only ones who get together. Very small gathering, but it's the effective one. It's the significant gathering. So we were able to get together. We actually had a traditional Thanksgiving feast. We never do turkey. And this year, my mom was like, you know what? Let's just get one of those like pre-made feasts. And we just like heated up ourselves and whatnot. My favorite part. Nice. So um, obviously, I'm, I'm Asian. I'm Filipino. Jaime is Latino. We have different culinary like upbringings and tastes and whatnot. What's so funny was that... What, when I love I love how my foodiness has sort of bled into my whole family because the entire meal we were kind of critiquing the whole traditional Thanksgiving meal <laughs> type thing. So like my brother picks up the cranberry sauce and he's like, So what exactly is this for? And I said, It's for anything that doesn't already taste good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is to say, like kind of bland turkey breast. Put that cranberry sauce on. Put that gravy on. Like that's how it is. Um, so we, because we cooking we, cooking a turkey is not easy. It it's is not. not. Um, and everyone goes for the legs, and then you're stuck with the white meat. But the um, we oh, yeah. we were I'm, all. I'm, I'm a ketchup guy. I'll solve anything with ketchup. <laughs> so we were we were just like saying, you know, we're just thankful that we're able to be together, that we're all still healthy, that we're all still fine, and um, we, you know, my parents made some calls to relatives, and we were just sort of talking through because we weren't able to all get together obviously right um so on on a very fundamental level obviously i'm thankful for all of that as far as tech is concerned i have to say despite how crazy 2020 has been there's there's just a number of things in 2020 that i've learned that i have been able to experience in tech and i don't know if it's necessarily because we're all stuck inside it's just that how far tech has come right now has afforded me like a real glimpse into like the kinds of things that i could use to make my work easier like mm -hmm. freaking rtx 2080s in these laptops that i've been trying out and like a desktop or a, a full frame camera like this is this is a this I is a thing you. i've never done before <laughs> I and as we will talk about after the break in a bit, yeah, I am actually using a Mac. And there are a few main reasons why that became like a thing, even though for years, as I said on a different podcast with Issa, who's a big MacBook person, I never said MacBooks were bad. I never said that. I just could never justify having one as my main device. You just and didn't now, know better. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're going to get into all of that soon, but like, and, um, and you know what, thankful for honestly, like I, even though I'm solo, you know, in terms of like, I have my own YouTube channel and stuff like that, I still have 
my place here at Pocket now because of you, because of the team. And I have a community of sorts, you know, here, you and I, and we're able to get together and have opportunities afforded to us because of where we are within the whole Pocket now. Um, I guess ecosystem or or or, or crew, I'll, I'll say. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like that has afforded me some new opportunities as well because I'm able to take a look at other products. There's literally like like this is a weird thing to say, but there's a television right now that has been like the coolest thing for the past like few days that I've been trying that I've been checking out because of you guys. So thank you for that. Um, and this is coming from a guy who has never upgraded a television. I've been on a 1080p Samsung since 2009. <laughs> wow. Here we are. <laughs> yeah, indeed. So these are all just things that are kind of popping up in my head. And like, it's it's pretty it's pretty great that, and, and you know what? Let me just put one more out there, just putting the gratitude out there. I don't know about for you, Jaime, but I know for me. I'm grateful for the fact that my audience, our audience, is totally fine, given the circumstances of this year, that all of our videos kind of look exactly the same <laughs> every single time. Yeah. This is my set. This is what 80% of my videos have looked like for the past eight months. <laughs> and you know what? It's perfectly fine. It's a lot better than my set. I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> I like that. You just need to put a poster up on that wall behind you. Uh, I actually, if you've seen my recent videos, I really like the blend of yellow and color light that I do. And so oh, I yeah. honestly, here's the problem. It's hilarious when people are like, why haven't you gotten a tattoo? I'm like, you've never really had a conversation with me, have you? Mm -hmm. I am the pickiest guy. And so if I don't adore the thing, like there are two reactions from Hyman, never never one in between. I'll either go crazy over it, not ask anybody and just buy it, mm -hmm. or I will think about it. And if I have to think about it, it means I don't love it. And if I don't love it, I just won't buy it. Yeah. And so unless I find something that I adore to put up there, I won't. Okay, fair enough. I won't. I'm, I'm, he, I'm very this much is, uh, this is coming always... from. This is coming from somebody who grew up in his teens with a room full of posters. Oh, okay. I, but then, you know, I just grew and I started becoming more picky. And so for me, I'd rather have nothing. It's like Steve Jobs never putting furniture in his house because he could never make up his mind. <laughs> nice. Um, I'll let you go for your, um, for your thanks and whatnot. Just quick, quick thought that I had there. Um, yeah, from my end, Issa's the person who always says this. She's always like, you like to get things that represent you. <laughs> so I always like to sort of like wear my interests and my, you know, things on my sleeve. They're not really part of my identity, but I like representing them like this Mega Man right here in the background. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. What am I thankful for? I'm thankful for what I have left is probably the best way to say it. It's, it mm -hmm. hasn't been an easy year for me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when you deal with the situations that I've dealt with, where I dealt with them, like, I'm sure that, like, for example, for you, if you were in the Philippines dealing with this pandemic, it would, like, it, it's very different. Like, the United States is very blessed mm -hmm. for most people, at least. I feel that it's a very blessed society uh, with a lot of resources where people can get unemployment if they lose their jobs or... You know, in the end, you'll probably end up with crazy bills. But if you get to a hospital, they will treat you. And then you'll have to figure out the bill later. I come from a country where I know people who couldn't hospitalize their parents during COVID because they didn't have a hundred, they didn't have $15,000 to leave as a deposit. 
U.S. dollars. As a deposit? As a deposit in the hospital Whoa. to let their family members go in. I was lucky that my grandfather had a grandfathered insurance plan that allowed mm -hmm. me to hospitalize him. Um, even if he passed, I was lucky that my mother has worked in a hospital for 30 years and this, and this allowed me to be able to get her in because you needed to have that money cash if you wanted to put people in the hospital. And so this has been a very difficult year for me. And yet, yeah. because I had to deal with it in a country where I was lucky, where my friends didn't have the same luck where my friends are still struggling to get a job, where I have really close friends who for the first time ever have been like, dude, I hate to bother you, but is there any way you could give me like anything, like anything? Um, and so I, I have lost more than a lot of the people that I know, and yet I think it's all proportional. Like I lost one of the most important people in my life this year, and the same happened to me 10 years ago. And I would classify these two as my hardest years ever, period. Mm -hmm. I, hands down, that's just the way it is. But because I was at the right place at the right time to be useful to people that are in need, to other of my family, to other of my friends, I feel blessed to still have a job that can, it's, it's funny how we've been doing this for so many years. And at some point, I'm sure you and I complained about working from home while everybody else had, you know, regular jobs and people at some point even looking down at what we did because we didn't have a normal job. And mm -hmm. then being in a situation where we were able to continue providing and those regular jobs were not. Yeah. Um, and so I am thankful. I'm grateful. Um, it's very difficult for me to say this has been, you know, for me, it's been more than just a pandemic. It's about, it's been about loss. And so it's the reason why I'm like, I'm grateful for what I have left. I'm grateful that my son is healthy, that my kids are healthy, uh, that I have him here with me, that I was able to get him out after, before, before two hurricanes, no, after the first hurricane hit my country and then I got him out and then another hurricane hit. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's just been like one thing after the other, after the other, and it's just been so difficult. And yet. All my friends are still, you know, the ones that have survived are still here. Uh, but people, I know people that have lost everything. Um, just yesterday, we were talking, one, of, a, one of, a, of my other close friends who passed away, actually not of COVID, but passed away a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you know, they, I, I, was, I was sadly able to send my donation late because there were issues with the bank because of the whole hurricane thing. And okay. then my friends were like, oh my God, thank you so much for your donation because this will allow us to achieve his last wish, which, which was to send his ashes to his home country. We didn't, we didn't have enough money to do that. And so to be able to be a part, to feel useful is worth everything, honestly. Yeah. Um, and so, no, uh, like for me, what did I do for Thanksgiving? I came to work. Um, and I did so because, you know, I, it's not that I can't sit down and celebrate. And yes, we had a meal with Diego and everything, mm -hmm. but I am just so grateful for this opportunity that I feel that I owe to it to continue doing it, if not harder. Um, and for me, it's like, what am I going to do? I know it's a national holiday, but what am I going to do? Watch TV? Like, no, that's, that's just not me. 
what am I going to do? Drink? Uh, I, I could do that every day. Yeah, pretty much. So for, so for me, it's like I have spent, uh, my grandfather passed on August 18th. I have spent every single day after that either feeling sorry for myself or being grateful, a combination of both. Mm. And so I'm just glad that, uh, I'm just glad that we're okay, buddy. I'm glad yeah. that we, we've been able to meet again after so long. True. Yeah. You know, it, our, our lives have changed substantially, but let's be honest, man, we were pretty lucky. Like last year, we did trips that we wanted to do, and 100%. It, I, I was like, we were really living the life. And so I'm grateful for these, uh, I'm grateful for these like flashbacks of, per of perception that allow us to remain grounded, that remind us that these things are not given that these things could go away tomorrow because of a mm -hmm. pandemic or because of whatever. Who would have thought that the smallest organism known to man would be strong enough to put the entire humanity system on its knees? Yeah. And indeed. so that's all perspective, man. Indeed, yeah, I'm right there with you. And to sort of spread the praise around a little bit, I gotta say, like, I, I remember saying this to you kind of when we were able to, to talk for a bit, I think we did like one episode in the middle of all that stuff you were going through. And I was just straight up saying, and I'll say it again, I'll say it until, I'll say it all the time. You are the picture of like, of the grind in a way. And, you know, because even through everything that you were doing, you were still making sure to do, and you've just explained why um, you had that mindset. You kept doing your work. You kept doing, I remember there were days when you had to get on the daily and say, yeah, I know I probably shouldn't be doing this, but you know what? It's how I keep my mind going. And yeah, I keep it's honestly inspirational. Going. It's honestly inspirational. And uh, Issa and I talk about it all the time. We're like, he's still doing a daily today? Like, because no, any other person so, would be like, I'm taking the next few days off. So as, as somebody that's dealt with depression, uh, because I have, and I've been able to overcome it. One of the things that I've learned about me is that not doing anything is, a, is, is, doesn't help me. It's dangerous. It's the other way around. If I keep my mind busy, it's not that I'm in denial. I just can't, there are certain things in your life that you won't be able to fix. You mm -hmm. can't control when somebody passes away or you can't control certain consequences. Uh, and so all you can do is deal with it. Like, like there are certain scars whenever you lose somebody, and I always give the people this analogy. It's like a scar. You're, it's going to heal and it's going to get better over time, but it's still going to be there. Mm -hmm. you, and you just won't feel the pain anymore, but you'll look at it every now and then and you'll see that it's there. Yeah. And there's no way you can get rid of it. It doesn't matter how much surgery you put into it. It's just always going to be there up to the point where you learn to live with it. And so for mm -hmm. me, that's the way I deal with these things. I remember my sister, uh, we were in Rome. <laughs> my, and my sister's the same, like we were in Rome, we were having a great time. We had gotten crazy drunk the day before. And then the next morning uh, we wake up and she shows me a video. And the video is of my car flipped on the highway, thanks to my nephew. <laughs> wow. And I, and I look at her and she's like, I'm just going to go back to sleep. I am in the most beautiful city in the world, and I can't fix this right now. So you yeah. know what? I'm just going to go to sleep. And I'm like, you're right. Mm -hmm. We're in Rome. I'm not going to fly back to fix this. I'm just going to make the best out of my damn trip. <laughs> and yeah. I'll figure it out when we get back. Yeah, for sure. And, and I and I think that that's my approach, dude. There are certain things you can fix, and I will handle them immediately. And there are certain things I can't, and I will just learn to accept them and move on. It mm -hmm. is what it is. That makes sense. 
Um, all right. Well, hopefully everyone got a little something out of that. Um, I mean, I'm sure a lot of the listeners uh, are just happy to hear your voice on the show right now. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to go and get into a short break and then we're going to get into the crux of this episode, which is, of course, the brand new MacBooks. Something that I am grateful for. I have to come. This is not a complaint. This is just a quirk. <laughs> Okay. I am switching everybody to the dark side right now. <laughs> That's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> it's it's not a complaint that I'm actually on a Mac now, but what's so funny is I've had so many I did a TikTok. My first ever TikTok was me basically revealing that I was like, oh snap, I did it. Like I am on a MacBook now. And I got a bunch of comments from people from college, from high school, from from our tech world now. They're all just like, Is that a Mac in your hands? What is going on right now? Luke, if you knew the power of the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember. Join, join me and we will defeat the emperor. <laughs> so I remember when Apple Silicon was just an idea, was just a impending development that we had an entire show where you were extolling the, 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 I want to say the benefits that, that it could bring to computing. And it was just this impassioned discussion from, from most of your end, because I, I had very little to say about it at the time, uh, about why Apple's optimizations and them making their own chips could completely change everything. And I understood exactly where you were coming from, but it was a completely different thing to actually experience it. So let, me, let, me, ask, let me ask you, how's it been? So the best way I can put it, and actually, you know what? Here's one, here's one way I can describe this. Only Apple products make me do this because of the way that they're designed, because of, in the case of the MacBook 13, it's a small laptop. I'm actually in the market now for new bags, accessories. I'm kind oh. of changing up the, let, the let, flow. let me get up. Let me get up. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. I am living my dream right now. I immediately reached out to Matt. Oh, yes. I, I, that was... <laughs> That was the on my ten, mind too. The ten liter sling, dude. I was like, Matt, buddy. I, by the way, uh, uh, peak design. Yes. A uh, ten liter sling. I was like, Matt, I have a need. <laughs> now here's the thing: you are able to fit the air in there, right? It's the air that you got. The 13 inch Pro. I have both oh, the really? air and the Pro. Yes. But I they thought the Pro wouldn't here. quite fit in the 10. That's dude, why I was like, the 13 I, I can. Oh, dude, this 10 liter is so good that both the the 13 inch Pro and my iPad Air fit along with my GH5, my lenses, oh, my and goodness. everything. Well, that, it's good that you told me that because I was looking at the Messenger, not the Sling. No, get the Sling, oh, the 10 liter. Wow. Okay, yeah, cool. Dude, it fits everything. Okay, that sounds good. So yeah, that's the thing. Like th that's where I am now is I picked up a um I picked up a couple of new accessories. I actually went for a different mouse. Like there then this is something that I'll go for. I'll talk about more a little bit later why I picked that mouse. MX Master 3. No, is that 3? No, that's not. Yep. Is it? Oh, I didn't see the lip. There's the lip. Um so MX I went Master 3 for Mac. So I went for something different there. Um I went for the G604 mainly because, and this is a quirk. This is very much a quirk of the MacBook life. Um, I did buy a dongle just so I have it if I need it, but I went for the G604 because it's Bluetooth enabled. So since I'm able to Bluetooth connect it to the MacBook, it frees up a port. So that's the reason why I went for that instead. I also um, got another mouse. Hold on. <laughs> so yeah, like 
it's it's really interesting how every time which one's that g uh 502 g502 502's great it's just not bluetooth i needed to free up a it port. is that one's it well, is both bluetooth and you get you get both options you get oh, light okay. speed in oh, okay well the 604 as well uh the 502 is a great mouse um i just I, I think the 604 was like $50 off. For some reason, it was like this uh, crazy uh, good price. I'll give you my Logitech contact. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um, so yeah, the these are the things that they I ended said, up doing. They sent me everything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is this is the quirk that I'm running through right now. You know, I, I even got a laptop stand because I'm the kind of person that connects my laptop to a big monitor and stuff like that. Oh my God. Dude, um, the moft. The moth is the, nice. In, the I, invisible stand is perfect. I did the one where you can like slot it in. That way mm -hmm. you're not even using the actual laptop. It's just like a nice looking thing on the side of the table. Oh, it's the way I have it right now. Mm. So yeah, that, th these are the things that Apple products make me do. That I'm actually looking for a way of like changing. It's like it's like kind of changing your wardrobe when something happens, you know. Like, and uh, that's what I've been into right now. And that's and the fact that I'm actually going through that process really shows that I'm. I'm kind of a believer now. And I'll preface this by saying I've worked with, like I said during the Thanksgiving segment, I've worked with a lot of PCs this year, uh, desktops and laptops alike. And I have been shown what power is and just how, just how well it can help me in my work. Uh, people like yourself and Kogan would say that I've been cutting myself off at the knees by trying to go for like enthusiast but budget laptops i'm always looking for a good deal i'm trying to optimize something that is not super powerful because i want to save some money kogan right. in particular has always been the guy that's like just drop the two or three grand just do it because it, it, it that's how important our work is that it has to be that efficient yeah so finally i got laptops from certain people like i've been i've been very lucky to get to know people from msi and asus and They've sent me stuff with 2080s, with 2070s, and now render times are like five minutes and I can scrub 4K footage and it's crazy. Like, I'm, oh, my mind is blown. The fact that this tiny 13-inch la la laptop can do, and I'm not going to say it's as good, but the fact that it is like 80 to 85% there is... On a beta, no. And so it's on a beta. The exactly. thing is, you're using a beta. Okay, so <clears throat> I'm going to... Let me start with my fanboy piece because I just Go have for to. It. <laughs> Th two months ago, I landed, I got here on September 30th and there was a package waiting for me. And it was a 16 inch MacBook Pro, fully maxed out, 64 gigs of RAM, two terabytes of storage. I forget what uh, graphics card I threw into it. The computer was $4,700. $4,700 with Apple Care um, because I get Apple Care for everything. Um, and so oh, I, I was I was like, okay, this has been, you know, for the channel, it's been a good year. And so I'm like, I need, I need a beast. I need a really good machine. And I, I had been dealing with the 15-inch MacBook Pro and then I was like, the M1s are coming. But then I was like, you know what? Apple never gets first-generation products right. They, you know, they said that Rosetta was amazing with the first transition from PowerPC to Intel, and it was terrible. Um, and so I did not have my hopes. I was like, okay, this is going to be step one. I'm sure they're not even going to change the design of the computers. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's literally just going to be a change in internals. 
and this is just going and they're going to start low so i was expecting to get the the first that new macbook the one with the one usb c port i thought that that's all we were going to get and i was like and and if they launch that i'll definitely have to buy it for review and i i know that it's going to be cool and that's going to be great but then they do their event and then you know they do all their stupid graphs and everything and i was like the hell is that like i'm like i need to sit down with these guys so bear in mind in, in one of the jobs that i had if i had to give a presentation to the ceo with graphs like that he would send me home mm. like no i i, got I actually I, I got I emails learned. from a lot of our other pr contacts that were like green assault from from apple you know like don't let's not just assume that what they're saying is absolutely i was right. like you guys would be flunked with those graphs like couldn't mm -hmm. you just make a simple business 101 graph i mean like steve steve jobs even made one for the launch of the first iphone it wasn't really that difficult mm -hmm. all right fine the event happened and i was like okay we get the same air i'm like i've always wanted to buy an air anyway so i'll just buy it and i'll try the pro and diego's gonna be here and we'll just figure it out and then you know i grabbed my m1 and i gave it to the i wasn't really expecting much i was still with my 16 inch macbook pro in one bag and i i was like okay fine and i i got the base bottles eight gigs of like i could have gotten spec modifications and i didn't and then Diego's like, well, you know, let's just try it. And he's like, yeah, well, I'm going to start doing the daily on it. And I'm like, yeah, well, I did the daily in the in the MacBook Air um, in 2012. So you'll most likely be able to edit. You'll have enough graphics integrated. You'll just whenever you hit export, it's going to take 30 minutes. That's just going to yeah. be it. And that's the beauty of Final Cut. And then Diego hits the export. He's like, dude, no drop frames. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, no drop frames. And I'm like, no, that can't be. And he's like, nothing. He's like, dude, this thing plays like butter. And he started scrolling everything, throwing all the graphics, doing the chroma key effects. And, and then we would see, dude, we would see the background render icon. Like if I grab my 16 inch MacBook Pro, it goes slow, like one little dot at a time. <laughs> Whereas you, you grab that MacBook Air and you just, you see the chunks just disappear and disappear. Mm. And I'm like, the hell, what the? And, and so, and then the O hits the export button. We grab the clock. It starts exporting. Diego, how much was the first export? Like six minutes or something. Six minutes. So just to give you a little preamble, the first time that I ever did a Pocket Now daily on an um, on a MacBook Pro from 2008, the export time was an hour and a half. No, oh, jeez. Export time for a five-minute video was an hour and a half back then. Then I invested in an iMac and I dropped the one hour and a half to third to it was like 17, 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Huge change because you had integrated graphics. And so my mindset was I knew that if my computer was not a quad core. Huh? Oh, sorry. Export time was three minutes. Sorry. Three minutes. Yeah. Okay. Wait, 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 wait for it. Wait for it. So, all right, let me just give you a little, a, a little preamble of my life with Max. And so the yeah, first one on Final Cut 7 
an hour and a half. Then Final Cut Pro comes over, uh, Pro 10, and, and I bought the iMac, and I was able to export in 17 minutes. But then I needed to go to MWC for the first time, and obviously I wasn't going to bring an iMac, so I bought a MacBook Air. And then the export times became 25 to 30 minutes for a three-minute video, and I was like, well, you know, that's, that's not bad. I'll put up with that because of all the intensity and everything. And you would see drop frames and everything, but you would live with it. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh my God, Retina MacBook Pro when it came out in 2012, $3,000 computer. I was able to reduce my export time from 25 minutes or 17 minutes to four back then. It was like, whoa, $3,000 computer. And so ever since then, I have been mentalized that I need to spend $3,000 to be able to do my work. Mm -hmm. Biggest problem when you pay something so when you pay so much money for a computer is try to resell that thing. You won't be able to. People won't be willing to pay so much money, and not everybody needs a computer with that amount of power. Yeah, but that was true. the paradigm. The paradigm was you needed a quad core processor with discrete graphics if you wanted to do what we would do. And mm -hmm. for the past. I don't know how many years we've invested in five, six MacBook Pros because I travel so much and they just have to be portable and this and that. But there were problems. The first one was obviously drop frames, but that wasn't really what I cared about. My problem was if I got on a plane and I started uh, uh, you know, working on any timeline without even exporting, the most I could get was an hour and a half to two hours of battery. It didn't matter what Apple said in their marketing. They could say that the computer would last for 10 hours. That was all BS in real life. The most you would get out of the computer was five to six hours at most. But if you were working on Final Cut, buddy, forget it. Those, the, the fans would kick on on minute one and the computer would just, you know, go crazy. And so I was like, yeah. all right. So, you know, we had the 15-inch MacBook Pro issues with the keyboards and everything. And so I, I was like, okay, I'm going to invest on a 16-inch MacBook Pro whenever they're proven. And so I waited, and then they announced the M1s, and I was like, no. With the first MacBook Pro that I had, like, if you remember the first MacBook Air, re the first MacBook Air was terrible. The second MacBook Air refresh was better, but still not amazing. The first one didn't even have a backlit keyboard if you went for the 11 inches. If you grab the Retina MacBook Pros, the originals, you had ghosting issues on the display. You had so oh. many uh, top case problems. If you grabbed any of the 15 inches after 2016, you had keyboard issues. You had display issues, graphics card. Like Apple had never gotten their act together. They had focused so much on the making the computers thin and light and had completely ignored performance, which is the reason why you would buy these things in the first place. Yeah. And so here I was just telling you this entire story for you to understand that the moment that video on a MacBook Air that costs $1,000 exported in three minutes, we were like, no, mm -hmm. no, this can't be. And then we played back the video and then we grabbed the solid state drive and we connected it to the 16 inch MacBook Pro and we tried it again and it exported in almost the same amount of time. And then we went back to the computer, we deleted all the render files, we reconnect, and this is all from a solid state drive, dude, external. And then we, we deleted all the render files and then we tried to export it again and it did it again in three minutes and I'm like, whoa. Yeah. 
It is it is a huge revelation to see that kind of performance out of a... See, this is the thing that really made me not want to get Max back in the day, is that to have the same level of performance and spec that I would already enjoy in my PC, you'd have to pay that $2,000, $3,000. Exactly. But, but here's the thing. Like, I've always felt that... And, and I always tell people, listen, you don't understand. Back then, my defense for Apple was, listen, if you wanted to get a computer with this build quality, this display... Mm-hmm. This this trackpad, like a lot of the stupid things that Max did back in the day, like the backlit keyboard, they were first. The eyesight camera built into the lap, the to the display. Apple was first in all these things, but you know, performance was never their stronghold. And so, what Apple did for the longest time was optimize their software. Mm-hmm. They couldn't get the best performance because if you're if you try try to buy a Dell XPS 13 right now, what do they cost? Like if you want aluminum bodies with a great display, and, and I tell people like, yeah, but this computer's five hundred dollars. Yeah, it's a set, it's a 1080p display, uh, which it's a it, and you could just look at the LCDs. They're terrible. And like for me, a display quality is everything. If mm-hmm. I'm gonna be staring at that thing all day, I want quality. I want yeah. quality. And so for me, it was a quality choice even if I knew that the computer was not gonna be amazing. And I learned to use Apple software because it was optimized for the computer. So it didn't really matter if you had the cheapest Mac mini or a MacBook Air or a MacBook Pro, you would be able to run all the applications. The only difference was export time, one hour and a half, 30 minutes, 20 minutes, four minutes. It would all be depending on how much you were willing to pay. And yeah. so if you had $60,000 to buy a Mac Pro fully maxed out, you would be able to create exports in seconds. But then, and it's what I told Kogan, you have to understand, this is a complete paradigm shift. Forget about clock speeds and discrete graphics. This is an entirely different animal. This is like trying to run a, 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 like a game on a phone. There are no fans on the phone. There's mm-hmm. nothing like that on the phone. The, the software is just optimized for the chip. And yeah. like you can play, like if you play Fortnite on a PS4, you'll hear the fans kick in like crazy. Mm-hmm. Play Fortnite on a phone, it, there, there are no fans to play. It's just different optimizations of the same game. It's a completely different perspective. And so I'm like, forget about what you know. Just yeah. buy the damn computer. Play whatever app you want. And so, I'm listen, I'm not here to tell you that these... I, I, all I know is, like, they're already... Yes, but this goes against repairability. And I'm like, do I care about repairability? If I, if I no longer have to spend $5,000 for a laptop that mm-hmm. can do my workflow... Think about it. Diego has been working with a, the other day, he disconnected the computer on Friday. He didn't connect it again until Sunday night. And he exported two videos within that period of time. That is exactly what I just experienced as well. Now, granted, I didn't do any edits for the last like couple of days on this particular MacBook. Uh, but yeah, I unplugged it on Wednesday and I finally had to plug it in last night. And so, so, and so we, we were having this argument with Kogan yesterday where he's like, yeah, well, but I'm trying with Premiere and this and that. Not everybody uses Final Cut, buddy. And I'm like, okay, let me ask you this. I, I, I want you to think about your dream scenario. What is it that you want? You want, like, you want to go into a trade show and have a computer that's able to, ser- just one computer 
that's compact enough for you to be able to type your notes in a briefing, do your filming, and then you're, you start putting things together and you start editing, and you want it to be efficient enough for it to last you the entire trade show without having to find the wall plug in one of these press rooms that sometimes is crowded and you just can't find anything. You want to be able to do this on a plane. You, like we've seen products like the Always Connected PC offer sort of the promise of having a computer that'll last you all day. That's perfectly fine. But to have a computer last you all day and do a full video render yeah. edit, I'm like, no, you, you, I'm like, is it really worth it for you to continue using Premiere? Like, I'm like, I'm not saying that Final Cut's better than Premiere. It's not. But we're YouTubers, dude. We're not Francis Ford Coppola. We're not doing this, like, massive edit. I'm like, come on, we're YouTubers. You're telling me that you are not willing to learn Final Cut just because, like, how, how is Premiere better than Final Cut for what we do? I can give you a million reasons Premiere and the whole Adobe Creative Cloud, Cloud Suite are far superior than Apple software for so many things that exceed what we do. Mm -hmm. But for what we do, Premiere is too much. So it's funny you mentioned the whole app thing, because obviously certain programs that I would need, and I'm, I am going to bring up gaming in a second, but yeah. as far as video editing is concerned, here's where, and I think I messaged you this, because um, <laughs> this was a legitimate like gripe of mine. I was screaming at the TV when they kept showing DaVinci Resolve. <laughs> on an M1 and I was like of course Blackmagic Design would jump on the train and now they're actually supporting an M1 chip on a beta version of DaVinci Resolve it's working perfectly fine and that's the thing I would never jump to Final Cut because actually relearning an entire like application just it didn't I didn't have the time for that but I did put in that time for DaVinci Resolve because that's how buggy Premiere became on my PCs so right. I decided to try DaVinci Resolve I ended up learning it pretty quickly I was able to translate my work flow to it pretty much like 98%. And now I can easily, I easily was able to take my workflow from a PC on Resolve and just translate it to an M1. And the render times on my PCs are better because the Blackmagic, Blackmagic does a better job of supporting NVIDIA. That's just really yeah. all it is. Yeah. And also NVIDIA has native H.265 support for encoding. Um, the M1 is not quite as optimized for that. So the render times went from maybe like five minutes for an eight minute video to about 10 minutes for an eight minute video. That's still right. fine. That's still pretty how, good. How much battery did you lose in that process on the laptop? An entire edit from start to finish. I think it was the actually, well, what, what was the video that I did for? I think it was the Poco video I did on my channel. Um, then an entire edit that did not include um, a roll because I already cut up the a roll um, from there, adding B roll music, a couple of text graphics, the entire edit from start to render was about maybe 35 to 40% of the battery. Okay. <laughs> so that was the thing. There's but, only... And, and, then, and, and then once you stop the edit, you can go back to responding to email and mm -hmm. streaming stuff. Actually, you, you know this about me. It went me. back I'm... to like low power consumption. Exactly. But you also know this about me. I'm the... And David Amell makes fun of me all the time because he knows that I'm the... Um, I don't know if there's like a psychological term for it, but I'm the guy who always needs to have like YouTube in the background or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, while it was rendering, I swiped over to a different desktop and I just started watching YouTube while it was rendering. <laughs> Which normally on a PC, because of the way the dedicated graphics are catered or are created, that would be really taxing on the PC because it's having to play 
um, streaming video while encoding H.265, which is a big task. And right. I can tell you right now that on this MSI that I'm still like, I have to review it like very soon. Um, I have been blue. I have actually blue screened it because of that. I had too many things running at once. Um, mm-hmm. on, on that note, Chrome is still just it's not it's the least optimized app of all time but that's just what chrome is um but it, but it works fine for me dude like if you grab the the new m1 version of chrome oh yeah it's what it's I fine use. but it, it cuts like i think it's more of a battery hog than safari oh, and, and so and so listen we had this argument with kogan kogan was like no but listen it's he's like but uh, you know i i need for it to work on i need for it to work premiere i'm like or da vinci and so i'm like listen i understand you and you know what? Why don't you just go back to your razor? Just go back to 30 minutes of battery life. I just, you know, go back to hauling six pounds in a laptop. It's a gorgeous piece of machinery. It costs you $4,500 too. Um, just go back to that. And then he looks at me and he's like, I don't want to. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay, now, now you get it. See, that's you the understand. Truth. It is a paradigm shift. Yeah. I am not trying to tell you that these M1s are perfect. They're not. Guys, this is generation one. Mm-hmm. Like, even like, it, there's a reason why I went for the cheapest one, because I wasn't willing to invest in this until I proved that it was great. And now I want to return it and get more power, damn it. <laughs> I'm actually okay. happy with the base, because apparently okay. the benchmarks for 8 gigs of RAM versus 16 gigs of RAM, it's actually not that huge of a spike. No, so you'll just be able to run more things. Again, it's like a phone. Just think of it as a phone. It behaves like a phone. What mm-hmm. what will it do? It'll just put one of the, one of the applications in the background. It'll just offloaded where computers don't do this so you will notice a little stutter if you start Mm -hmm. taxing it like crazy like yesterday for example okay so i'll give you a couple of examples where it does get taxed and i'm what do you have the 13 inch pro or the air 13 uh 13 inch pro okay so um one thing where i've noticed that it does get taxed is if you use an external monitor and you're editing like it seems that the chunk of work um yeah. Okay. So, and there are a few things where I I don't like these Macs. First thing, obviously, the Touch Bar. I despise it. Second, I mean, come on, this display. Like, I love the screen, but these bezels. Like, seriously, like, what mm. year is this? Like, there are a couple of things that I don't like, but the one that I hate the most is two USB C ports. That yeah. alone is like, shoot me, just shoot me. How just- exactly is that Pro? Like, that was the first question I had. Okay, and so. For me, the 13-inch Pro should not exist. Like, they should not have launched this computer. And they mm. had it, I know. And I know that it's been, it was, it's literally the, the affordable variant. You could still buy the 13-inch Pro with Intel with four USB-C ports. And I think it has to do with the chip. I think that the chip just can't support more ports. Because if you look at the Mac Mini, it's the same story, at least from USB-C, even if you get other ports on it. But the point being is, like, if you, like, oh, my God, it's so irritating because obviously I don't have enough storage on this thing for a video edit. So I have to use a permanent solid state drive, but then I have to connect a monitor too when I'm here in the office. And yeah, no, I, I run out of ports. And so if I need to import footage into the camera, I have to disconnect the monitor. Mm. Can I ask you a question in that regard? Sure. Um, do you use a full on Thunderbolt 3 docks? Uh, yeah, but here's the problem. Like, like, well, not a Thunderbolt 3 dock, though. 
not one of those. See, I have one right here, and like Thunderbolt is, it is, it is good. It does help in these regards to have multiple oh, yeah. things at once. Yeah. Well, so the problem, and and I and I already reached out to OWC to see if they sent me one, nice. um, but because the problem is, it, it, not all USB C docks are created equal. If it's Thunderbolt, mm-hmm. I'm not worried. But if it's not, for example, if you grab any of those, like like I've noticed that only Anchor has one where there's an HDMI connector that's 4K at 60. Every single one of the cheap ones is 4K at 30, and a lot of people don't know. And then they look at the they look at the screen and they think it's choppy. And it's not the screen; it's the dongle. So you really have to know what you buy. They don't all provide the same amount of power delivery. Um, you know, the, there are just so many elements. But you know, going back to the topic, this is not the perfect machine. Like the mm-hmm. MacBook Air, obviously, it doesn't have cooling. The MacBook Pro, for the first time, I heard the fan yesterday uh two days ago when i was doing an import of video um but you really have to tax this thing for you to hear the fan like Mm -hmm. really tax it um but then in in every other way like okay i hate the usb-c ports i hate that the display is not modern but in every other way dude it's just the concept of being able to work from a regular pd mophie battery pack if i ever need power and for that battery pack to be powerful enough to actually charge the computer, not just retain the charge, I'm talking about charge it because the the chip only requires 10 watts of voltage. It's mm-hmm. like, what the, like, yeah. it, it, it's like people were like, yeah, iPads should run Mac OS. I'm like, well, this is it. This is literally an iPad running Mac OS. That's what it is. It just doesn't have a touch screen. Yeah. With, with California tax, this base model pro 13 was around 1400 dollars, mm-hmm. and if i had to think about the pcs that i know because I, I i'm still kind of diving into the world of computing as far as content is concerned there's only one laptop that i can think of that i would go for if i wanted the nimbleness that you know for like travel and whatnot and it's the g14 right now i just saw on slick deals not too long ago i think it's on i think it's at best buy it's on sale for 1200 which would make it the same price as this that is also a non-intel laptop (laughs) it's an amd laptop but here's the thing but it still requires discrete graphics if you want to do anything close to what we do exactly it's it is a it is great for it but because it uses discrete (laughs) graphics in the 2060 max q it still requires plugged in for full power and even if you were to try and edit on that thing without it plugged in it would only last at the most maybe two three hours exactly so yeah one of the main reasons why i tell kogan that we it had there has to be a paradigm shift is because of the how this architecture is designed it's not just the five nanometers it's the fact that the ram and the gpu are all in the chip Mm -hmm. so I did. Uh, I we did an example with Diego. I grabbed the I grabbed an eGPU, and I tried to do an export from my eGPU on Final Cut uh, on my 16-inch MacBook Pro. It took 10 minutes to export a video. Mm-hmm. If I do it without the eGPU, it takes six minutes. And so Diego was like, "That doesn't make any sense." And I know it doesn't make any sense. Why? You know what? What it's called? It's called cable. It's called, you know, the the farther away the components are, the more you, the more information needs to cross between portions. So if the eGPU is, so if the eGPU is not integrated directly, sorry, if the GPU is not integrated directly in the chip, 
It might have more power, but that distance, the bus between them, that alone could provide certain levels of latency. And so mm -hmm. what it, what makes this chip special is that everything is integrated. People continue being like, yeah, but you lose repairability. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. If I'm able to export what I needed to pay $4,000 before in a $1,000 computer, you could take your repairability and throw it out the trash. I don't care. I'll buy four computers for that same amount of money. Mm -hmm. What's the point of being able to have all these things accessible? What's the point if I don't need to pay so much money to get that same amount of power? I'm like, just give me one Windows computer that's able to export my 14 minute video. I've tried everything you can think of when it comes to when it comes to Premiere. Just give me one one $1,000 computer that's able to do what this one can do. You can't. Mm -hmm. What I had before, the only comparable thing that I had in export times to Final Cut was a Dell Precision Pro, which was $4,000, 4200 back in the day. It had an Intel Xeon processor. Like it was a beast in every single way. And it was comparable in export times and everything with the MacBook Pro Final Cut. It was amazing, but it was a $4,200 computer. Yeah. There's only, this is a slight tangent, but there is one thing that we all never ever used as far as dedicated versus integrated. Intel QuickSync, we never really took advantage of it. They mm -hmm. never really developed it, but it was a way of getting fast exports depending on the program you were using because it wasn't. It was using the integrated Iris graphics. So right. it's something that we never used uh, because we just right. don't really think about right. it. Right. But but yeah. this is this is the reason why I'm like, listen, if you can find me a $1,000 computer that's able to export anything in Premiere, and, and that's what I told Kogan, listen, do me a favor, just give me a $1,000 computer that can treat Premiere better than that one. And he's mm -hmm. like, there isn't any. Yeah. Ah, now you get it. So think of this paradigm as if you had a choice on a racetrack between a 2.4 liter Lotus and a five liter Ford Mustang, you knew that the Lotus is faster on a smaller engine just because of its optimizations and its design mm -hmm or the five liter Mustang that you know is not as fast just because it's got a five liter engine, what would you pick? You want to win the race or not? Yeah. So what's the principle? The principle is you want to win the race. Mm -hmm. And so one has a smaller engine, yes, but it's fully optimized. Yeah. So everything about say, it has been catered to the task. So let me ask you, what is better engineering? The five liter engine or the 2.4 liter engine that's able to achieve the same principle? The, the more efficient one, for sure. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And so this is the reason why Teslas are so popular. It's like they're able to drive at the speed of a Porsche with a little bitty motor that's in the back of the trunk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, a, it's a complete retooling of the way you think of a vehicle. So and this, this is... is a, so this is funny because, um, like I said before, it goes to show just how far we've come in tech, that these are the things that we're able to, to, to work with. I remember being very jealous of people back in the day in college who grew up in the age of Final Cut, whereas I was an early adopter on iMovie making crap videos. <laughs> um, <laughs> So they, I, I, they didn't have to go through the struggle I had. It was just part of their generation that these things were available. Now we are 
what, years and years into this YouTube career, and we had to work on those laptops. We had to work on old cameras. Now there are sleeker cameras that you could give someone a ZV-1 and they could start a yeah. YouTube career. And yeah. like, it's the world that we're in now. And the fact that this 14, I'm, I keep, I'm gonna keep saying $1,400 because the taxes do matter. $1,400 yeah. base model MacBook Pro 13, it's, it's the perfect, for me at least, it's the perfect fallback computer. When I know I need to go somewhere and it needs to be light and nimble, I can rely on it. When I have to return the PCs that I'm reviewing, I can fall back on it. And um, it, it'll still if, give me a good time. If you had to travel tomorrow to MWC, what computer would you bring? It's either this or the G14. I'd be happy with either. I'd be happy with either. Um, but definitely none of the bigger PC laptops that I have reviewed recently. Um now here's the thing a few people probably a few people in my past were like but what about that gaming though you've always been all about the gaming and whatnot ah. here's where here's where i had to justify it for myself this is this is coming from a very privileged place okay i'm going to <laughs> i'm going to admit that okay i can afford in principle to have a laptop that's literally just made for work and everyday computing that does not have gaming capabilities because I have both of the new consoles. <laughs> I hate you. So my gaming is, so my gaming shut life. <laughs> Just sell me one of them and shut up. <laughs> my gaming life is, is uh, appeased. Like I, I'm not wanting for gaming on I a PC. You. Because, because I'm okay with it, you know. But I will say that yesterday I came to a revelation now, on the one hand, I've always advocated for if you have a if you have a product, be it a phone or a laptop that is not able to run the latest and greatest games, like let's say you won't be able to play Cyberpunk in a few weeks. Well, the thing is, you got to look at gaming as a spectrum. Like there are actually a lot of classic titles in the Apple Arcade, and it'd be kind of nice to revisit Knights of the Old Republic and some of these older games. You know, maybe that's how you can shift your thought, you know, on the laptop. But here's the other thing: GeForce Now works on a Mac. <laughs> So game streaming might be the salvation for these MacBooks that have never focused on gaming. Um, I'm going to fire up The Witcher 3 a little later and see how it looks on this MacBook Pro just to see what it's like. So there are going to be ways that you can sort of appease certain aspects of that life. Um, but honestly, it the fact that DaVinci Resolve is natively supported on this that was the big kicker that was the trump card honestly for me let's not use that that last name in any card oh i'm sorry oh <laughs> <laughs> um, my bad okay L listen and to everybody card. and to everybody that's listening i will say this don't buy them not yet um unless you're like fully invested in the apple ecosystem um but do buy them like <laughs> Uh, try them just go try them if you can find anything for this price that's able to do this much i i'd be shocked also listeners um i have a 16 inch macbook pro 64 gig core i9 um it's on sale <laughs> just just make a just make an offer Use code Jaime Rivera 13 for <laughs> dude i you know what i want to do right now i want to go buy a mac mini Mm. And I want to leave that Mac Mini here in the studio and not carry a laptop anymore. And just like think think about it. I, I like the Mac Mini is the perfect PC right now. Is it going to have the same 
like pitfalls as your MacBook Pro, like you said, like it's connected to a monitor, it's connected to like because it's the same spec, right? Yeah, it's the same spec, but it's got a different heatsink. I don't know. Like, mm. I, I'd like to try it out. I don't okay. think it's going to have a problem because it's got more ports, which is literally, I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, that is a good that's question. my only I, thing because I, they're literally the same spec across I, the board. I, I just know that the hiccups that I'm telling you right now, I was getting on the 16-inch MacBook Pro. So don't <laughs> think that I was using the, Mac, the 16-inch Fair. MacBook Pro and it was better. No, 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 yeah. no, no. It would, export, it would export the video in two minutes less, probably. That would be it. Like, yes, yeah. it was like you hit that export button on that 16 inch and then you hear the fans go on and it's like, Houston, we've got a problem because it's like <laughs> freaking space travel with those things. But it would export in crazy time. So, no, I'm like, listen, if you have like if you want to continue using your Intel based PCs or your Ryzen, just keep going. Do it. Yeah. Um, I will stop. I will. I'm seriously debating if I need an iPad right now because my iPad and the reason why I would carry it with a keyboard was because of my battery and anxiety. Because if I had to go to a trade show and I needed to take notes, I needed to preserve every ounce of battery of my laptop for editing. And so I would write my scripts. I would do everything right now, Josh. I, I don't remember. Like I use my iPad as a highlighter and that's it. Yep, I don't seen this. use it anymore. I um, I think, and, and I will admit, that's the other thing. It's just general experiences are, are very significantly different on this MacBook Pro. I've I've been take I've been bringing this thing with me anywhere in the house. Sit on the couch, watch TV while writing my script. All of those things, like way easier to do that than with most of the other laptops that I've used. Um, but in your to, to, to say, do I even need to have an iPad anymore? May I present exhibit a uh, sidecar might be nice for you. Uh, yeah, but like the reasons why I used an iPad before are no longer the reasons I like mm -hmm. for me again, mm -hmm. it was my notepad, my note taking machine, my like right now, I, I don't use it. Like I, yeah. I can, I don't have to worry about the battery of my laptop, but probably the coolest part is that if I ever did, I actually have battery packs that can fully charge it twice. <laughs> Same. And so- Shout out to Zender. <laughs> I know, I know, shout out to Bofi. And so I'm like, I don't need, I, I seriously, like Diego's like, don't sell the 16 inch pro, don't sell the 16 inch pro. I'm like, I, I, it's been in a bag for the past two, for the past week. Mm. I have not touched it. And I don't like, do I miss the larger display? Yes, I do. Do I miss the better speakers? Oh yeah. The speakers on that 50, on that 16 inch pro are amazing. Do I miss the battery and anxiety? No. Yeah. hundred percent. Not one bit. I don't. I have been dreaming about, dude, Josh, you remember this? You remember me buying the 13-inch MacBook Pro at CES, that time that we stayed at that horrible apartment at that Airbnb. <laughs> the smelly one. <laughs> oh, the smelly one. But it had a gym. It had a gym. Dude, you remember, I came to CES with a 13-inch MacBook Pro and I was like, I'm fully committed. I can't stand that 15-inch Pro anymore. I want to try this thing and see if I can get my job done. And I we went to pick it up at at the at the mall mm -hmm. and I literally used it for CES and I burned it. I threw I don't know what graphic for motion VFX 
literally the computer just stopped working like at all. I remember how bad it was. And then I came like crazy to Apple to try to get it replaced and they helped me out and they gave me back the 15 inch. But the point being is I've tried, I've been dreaming about this for years. Yeah. Yeah. You've been, you've been, you've been waiting for that. You know, it's like, it's uh, like an, an ultra portable beast. Yes. I have wanted this for years. And it's so and funny. So it's so funny that I already got a taste of it because of the G14. And now we have, you know, these two. I would honestly say these are the two that if you're looking for something nimble. But the thing is, I'm just waiting and it's a slight tangent, but I'm, I'm just waiting for Asus to create a productivity version of the G14. It doesn't have to be a gaming laptop. Just make a productivity type of it with similar specs that doesn't look like, hey, I'm a gamer. And like you would have a winner on your hands. It's the it's the competitor to this right now. Well, anyway. MSI is trying to do it with their like productivity lineup. True, but it doesn't have the spec needed for our work. And I know we are specific users. Uh, even right. Razer. Razer has the Razer Book 13. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You just made my point of the entire podcast right now. You just said yes, but they don't have the spec that we need. Yeah. This is the beauty of the M1. Forget about the freaking specs. Think about storage and probably RAM. I would worry about storage. That would be it. And then because these are ARM chips, the, the apps are smaller. So I have, I'm going to tell you right now about this Mac. Let me see. Display storage. I have 171 gigabytes still available out of my 256. Hmm. And you know what? Because of that amount that's available, I look at this laptop as like a two-project laptop. And then once no, I'm done no, with them, I me, offload them. For me, it's, it's yeah, that wouldn't be enough. Like, I need more storage. I need gotcha. a good terabyte, at least, at least. Because Final Cut renders, like, it pre-renders everything in ProRes. And so a, oh. project can, a project can be 200 gigs. Like, easy, easy. Damn. If you're doing, like, 4K... If you're doing cinema 4K with graphics and everything, oh yeah, you could you could chew up 200K in, in 200 gigs in no time. See, you just you just you just made my point for me then because Isa has been trying to get me to get on Final Cut and I'm like, now you just said why I shouldn't do it. <laughs> because Unresolve, it can actually read all of it without having to do proxies or pre-rendering. So, it may not be completely smooth, but that's my fault because I do 10-bit 422 footage. Oh, and yeah. I you need, you need you need to move away from that. <laughs> but it, it helps me with color grading because I do like grade my video, my footage. Um, and then I export an H.265, which is still not, it's not an optimized file format. Like it is very compact, but we just are not at the point where we can like smoothly do it. Only NVIDIA cards, but the, the, the 80 series cards can do that. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the, this, this is just getting into technical talk. This is the way that we are. But yeah, I'm, I'm super impressed. And I can't, and you know that I'm impressed with a with a product, and I'm going to stick with it when I start customizing it. And then because it's an Apple product, there's so much customization to be had. I'm even I, looking at freaking MKBHD's dbrand schemes right now. <laughs> dude, listen, man, I still can't believe it. Like, if you ask a person that's been using Mac since 2008, I still can't believe it. Like, mm -hmm. I still can't believe that I I that the dream finally came true. Yeah. Now I can't wait for what's next. Because yeah. the moment they give me this computer with four USB-C ports, I will be the happiest guy on the planet. Indeed. Um, all right, cool. Well, we'll look forward to that. 
who knows? Whatever might come next. M1X, M2, whatever. At least that's what Renee Ritchie keeps saying. It's M1X <laughs> or M2. Uh, but yeah, so that'll be that'll do it for this episode. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast. Uh, before I get into the outro, Jaime, go ahead and plug whatever you need and tell everyone where to find you. I'm just there on Instagram, Jaime Rivera. Just It's the, the, the name that everybody loves pronouncing. You say there. your name in cursive, they always say. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or, or, add, or add an underscore, and you'll find me on Twitter in the middle. There we go. Um, no, tic, no TikTok for you? I've, I've finally started TikTok. How dare you? <laughs> do, I look, do I look like a millennial to you? <laughs> All right, cool. Well, um, thank you again, Jaime, Can for being Can you imagine on. me pulling a TK? Hey, man. Like, um, uh, it, there, TK there are ways. is hilarious. Like, TK, like, TK is such a sweet soul. He does it so well. I suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe one of these days. But for now, find Jaime on the platforms you just mentioned. And you will see all of the links in the show notes. I'll go ahead and go through all of those right now in the outro starting now. You can, of course, find Jaime on Pocket Now pretty much every single day doing the Pocket Now daily, but you can find him in links for his social media accounts in the show notes. From there, you can also follow me. I am at JVTechT on Twitter, Instagram, and also TikTok. Yes, I am actually trying to do TikToks now. I am at JVTechT because I'm JV. I love tech and I love to drink me some tea. You can also find my content over on YouTube at youtube.com slash Joshua Vergara, where you can find supplementary content to what you might already find on Pocket Now, where I also contribute. Of course, I am the host of the PocketNow Weekly Podcast, where you can keep up with all of the best news on PocketNow.com. Head over to social media accounts and find us at PocketNow. And then finally, head over to YouTube.com slash PocketNow, where again, videos are coming out pretty much every single day. From there, we're going to go ahead and call it on this one. Thank you so much for listening to the PocketNow Weekly Podcast, and we will see you in our next episode. <laughs>